Hilchus Karim Pesach Perak Ches. The Rambam now moves on from Pesach Sheni to talk about the mitzvah of eating the Karim Pesach. Achilas Psara Pesach Leil Chemisha also eating the meat of the Karim Pesach, the flesh of the Karim Pesach. So on the bite, night. They, bite, they passed already the whole thing of Shechita, everything's okay. Yeah. Now the mitzvah, the mitzvah of eating the meat of the Karim Pesach on the night of the 15th of Nisan, the mitzvah say that's a mitzvah. Shnei Merit says, You should eat its meat on this night. Roasted over fire, matzahs with matzah, almerim with moya, chlu, you should eat. That's his Pasha. That's Pasha's bite in the fourth aliyah. Does the Ramam hold the way Hillel holds? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You'll it, cause you'll, cause you, you, have to, you have to learn through Hilchas Karim Pesach and Hilchas Hilchas Matzah to figure that out. Uh, so the answer is I'm not sure. It's because it's not so bashed, I think. Base. The Ein Matzah Mar Me'akvin. The Matzah and Mar don't prevent you from being yaitz in the midst of Karim Pesach. Mm-hmm. It's not like Dalad Minim where if you're missing the Aravis, then the other three don't, don't count. That's not the case. I don't um, it says it clear. One second. If you don't find matzamar, and for that matter, I could throw it over here. If you intentionally decide to skip matzamar because you think it's more important to be gluten free or whatever, you eat. You fulfill the mitzvah of eating a kazayus of the meat of the carbon pesach. Mar without pesach is not a mitzvah. Manatayda shemer says al Eat it with matzumar. Now, of course, matzum without without carbon pesach is a mitzvah. The Dram told us that already. Hilchas chametz matzah. But mar without with carbon pesach, there is no mitzvah. Gimel mitzvah The ideal way of doing the mitzvah of eating the carbon pesach leechol besayef pesach achilas seve. To eat the, the meat of the carbon pesach achilas seve, which pashas means when you're already satisfied. You could also tie it to me to eat to the point where you're satisfied. But the pashas means you eat it when you're already satisfied. So you're not eating the carbon pesach. To fill the need of your caloral intake deficiency. Right. You already are satisfied. You ate Shulchan Aruch. Right. Therefore, you have If you are So, you know, you have other meat with the Karmapesach. I'm talking about not bias. You eat from those Karmapesach first. And after you eat the Karim Pesach, you'll say, why? I want to do the verse. I want to first do the Mitzvah Karim Pesach, that's more important, and I'll eat the Chagin afterwards. Says, I'm no. It's important to be satisfied when you eat the Karim Pesach, to make sure you eat it all seva. So therefore, eat the meat of the Chagin, and then eat the Karim Pesach. Now, of course, if you have two guys who are having to say this together, and they're splitting the Karim Pesach, even if it's a baby goat, they could, eat ju- they could eat ju- just the carbon Pesach and get to the point where they're eating al-seva. The only thing is, is that in there, the first kazayas you're eating is not al-seva at that point. So, uh-huh. so over there, yeah. It's kilocher, it's important that when you eat, when you eat your... So the pashtus is, is you, you should eat it when you're already satisfied. You can also say, I think, that it needs to eat to the point... To the po- yeah, to the yeah, to the point of satiation. Meaning you should eat, eat the Karim Pesach until you're satisfied. So, in other words, even though the Chilas Karim Pesach is a Kezayis, but if you eat more of the Kezayis, every part you eat is a continuation of the key Mitzvah of Karim Pesach. So like, it's like we eat bread in the Sukkah on the first night of Sukkahs, right? You're, yeah. Every Kezayis of bread you eat in the Sukkah is key Mitzvah, Yeshiva Sukkah, right? There's a Chilas to eat one Kezayis, right? In the Sukkah, on the first night of Sukkahs. But every, every Kezayis you eat the is a part of the Mitzvah. All right. Okay. <coughs> Thank you, pardon me. If a person only eats one kezayis, according to Pesach, even if you eat that kezayis when you're starving, you didn't do the mile of Allah, but the fact that you ate a kezayis, according to Pesach, similarly, eating the meat of the Karim Pesach Sheni on the night of the 15th of the month of the year, 
assuming you're a person who is mechuyim v'esach sheni for whatever reason. Mitzvah zaseh is also positive. Mitzvah yamar says boy al matzah. So maybe mechul again eat it with matzah and mar. Dalad. Ushnei and both of them v'esach rishon and v'esach sheni eden nechol and elav tzeish. They must be eaten, eaten, roasted. Well done. If somebody eats a kezayis of the carbon Pesach when it's only medium rare, or for that matter, even if it's well done, but it's, but it's, but it's cooking liquid, on the night of Pesach, like a Yechayev Malkus. If you eat it Pesach in the afternoon, you're not doing the mitzvah at all, but Yechayev Malkus. Eating it at the time when you're supposed to eat it correctly, you're eating it incorrectly in terms of its cooking, cooking style. Yechayev Malkus. Do not eat from medium rare, nor cook them liquid. So you're being over love actively by eating it in one of those two fashions. Exactly. So if it's only medium rare, and you ate from the Kazayas, Yechayev Malkus, but then you could salvage it, I think, by going and Cooking it correctly, letting it finish cooking. Once you cook in a liquid dough, we'll see it's not so simple. What if it was medium rare and then you boiled it? Yeah. Or you boiled it and then you cook it medium rare, whichever way it is. So it's both. Uh, so, you, so if you eat a kazayas of it, you're over two lahavim. Any like alachas, but the actual malchus is only one. The fishishnei and lachos blavechot, since the pasuk includes both of those lavim in one expression, it's considered one lav in terms of the uh, culpability. Yeah. If you eat from it medium rare or cooked in water at a time when there's no mitzvah to eat it, in other words, before Pesach actually starts, any like you're not chayiv malchus. Shemad says ki im don't eat it medium rare or cooked in water. Rather, eat it roasted. Which means mishash and mitzvah lechot soli at the time when there's a mitzvah eat it roasted. If you eat it non roasted, non fully roasted, medium rare or cooked in water. If it's there's no mitzvah to eat it yet, then part of the not chayav malchus. Of course, not allowed because you're, you're nullifying the mitzvah say of eating it at the right time. But um, you're not, uh, it's not chayav malchus. Hey, if you eat a kazayas of the carbon pesach, fully roasted, but it's a mavayid so it's not going to fully roast it all the way. The problem is too early. All about mitzvah say you're transgressing mitzvah say. Shneimar it says v'achlas abbas b'alazeh you should eat this meat on this night. B'layla b'biyim at night not during the day. V'lav abo b'kalasei a lav which comes in the first menasei the the asei of eating it at night fully roasted and you're eating it before the night starts asei is an asei. Now again if you eat it before Pesach starts but it's not fully roasted it's 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 uh, it's it's medium rare or cooked in water. You're not over this assay. This assay is for eating it in a fashion that, that it's been fully cooked, but it's the wrong time. If it's, if it's, if it's the right time and it's not, it's not properly cooked, you're over the love. But if it's not fully cooked, as in Ba'id Yayim, you're, you're not technically over the love, nor are you over this assay of Allah. Hey, you're just, you're just being over the, you're just not doing the mitzvah of Karim Pesach, and the Khar, you're also doing the mitzvah of, Davera of, um, the challah of eating kosher in the wrong time before the right time starts, but you're not. There's no technical uh, uh, one of the tayag mitzvah say or leisah say that you're being over lechera. Yeah. That's why in lochadal he finished off by saying I'm a But uh, you're, not, you're not over on any of these averes. But again, it's, it's not allowed. Okay, vav. When the Torah says don't eat it, not I keep translating no as medium rare. Where did I get that from? Because Rambam says. It's meat that's been started to initiate, it's started the process of being impacted by the fire. It's somewhat, somewhat roasted, but it's not yet fit for, for a person to eat it. 
So maybe medium rare is not correct because medium rare is edible, right? That's what it, that's. It's that, red, it has a, a very reddish. Inside. So it's before medium rare. Medium rare you can eat already, right? They serve medium rare meat. This is this is before. It's not considered very to most no, rare. Most yeah, just rare. People call raw. Yeah, okay. So this is this is before that. Whatever, it's not considered fit for most normal people yet. If you eat it, it's totally raw. Any like you're not chayav malchus. Why? However, you are even on say because the lav is to eat it in either cooked insufficiently or boiled. This is not cooked insufficiently. This is the not cooked. So it doesn't go under the umbrella of that lav, and therefore you're not chayav malchus. However, again, you are mavatel asseh eating it that night. The same lav, the same asseh you're, you're nullifying and, and being over by eating it fully cooked during the daytime. <coughs> you're over if you eat it fully raw at nighttime. Sheretzliyesh. Roasting it, honestly, tell me this is this isn't this isn't roasted. Also, so there, we infer that it's also if it's not if it's not roasted, means it's totally raw. Okay, so you're about to say to low If you roast it completely to the point that it's charred, right? Like the mice with the guy who always complains his wife doesn't make the roast like his mother. One day she burns it back. And says, oh, now it's like my mother. Yeah. So he eats in ganzen 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 burnt. he's otter potter. He's potter. Because again. You're not, so you're not doing the mitzvah. If once it gets to the point where it's mama's charcoal, I guess, you're not doing the mitzvah. You can't call it, you can't call the, 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 yeah, you can't call it Mila Pesach anymore. But again, so, so, so and you're not doing the, you're not, you're not, you didn't do the mitzvah of Achilles Karim Pesach because it's not considered meat, I guess, once the point where it gets mama's black like that, yeah. like your Chomets level. But you, you're not over the technically any, any lois I say, or I say in there for your partner. Zion. Mavoshal says, the Tera says not to eat it cooked, the liquid. Bench is bash of a mine, whether you cooked it in water. Bench is bash of a sham mash, you cooked it in another liquid. Oim me peris or uh, fruit juice. It's funny that Alam says sham mash can oim me peris. Like, what would, you know, all right, anyway, whatever. Shalom says, say you want to cook it in wine. So why can't Alam just say me peris? Or just say sham mash can? Say mine me sham mash What does he add with me peris? Whatever, okay. Shalom right. says, ubashim avushal, cooked like double language, riba curl, any type of cooking. Okay. Now, Slow, you roast it like you're supposed to. Afterwards, Bishlo, you went and cooked it. Or you cooked it. And then afterwards, you roast it. You want to salvage it. You want to see, you think, no, maybe now it's okay, you could save it. You do what's called pot roast. You put it in its, just by itself in a pot and it cooks in its own juice. You eat it. That's called Chayiv. That's your Chayiv for the, 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 the love. Uh, the Yuchayev Malkus, the love of of Bishul. The next one is. Uh, the You're allowed to when it's roasting over the fire like it's Polish. You're allowed to smear on it. Uh, what's the term they use? Not marinade. Marinade you soak it. Yeah, it's a sort of marination. Yeah, you just you, you smear it with basting. 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 It's called basting with. With wine, with oil, honey. with honey, shamashkin, other liquids, may Paris, and again he says shamashkin may Paris. Not water. Now lechayer, this is a drabon, because since water is so so classically an example of of, of bishul, we don't want to get too close and make people comfortable with the carbon pesach being around water. It's very interesting because like this sheet of drabon, you're a lot of flavor up. The the carbon pesach. Yeah, absolutely. You sure could. You're also allowed to spice or flavor the meat after it's roasted. With 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 liquids, pears and fruit juices. So even though even though it's piping hot still, and by putting putting soaking the meat, be piece of meat, some kind of juice or wine, it's going to become very absorbed. The taste. That's not a problem. Once you roast it fully completely over the fire. Then afterwards, you can go in and take it after the fire and 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 uh, and. Uh, I heard back then. That that Put was, it in liquid. That was the purpose of the charaisis. Yeah, now, Matzah's mother, Yahluhu, 
Yeah. And, and you dipped it in the haroises. Good, but the thing and is... It was like a type of a dip. So but how did it become a minig, though? I, I don't know. I, that's what I heard. How yeah. that the, the role of haroises, that, that's what it was. Good, good, then. okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, tell us a test. Ain't selling us a test. Because you still had back then. Yeah, 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 sure. It's an old, old minute. Yeah. Excuse me. Ain't selling us a Pesach al-Agabi... Excuse me. Ain't selling us a Pesach al-Agabi kli-evin. You don't roast the current Pesach while it's sitting on a stone slab or a metal slab. Shinemar, it says, Sli-eish, roast over the fire. Light sli not something else. So you can't put on a piece of metal, like on a George Foreman grill, and put that on the fire, and now the fire, he said, that doesn't work. The fichah, therefore, if the keli was, well, had lots of holes, so the heat of the fire would go directly onto the, onto the meat. Not that the meat is sitting on the piece of wood or metal, but, it's, but the piece of metal, like, you have, like something you have an oven with like, holes in the bottom, yeah? So the fire goes directly. You can barbecue it then. You can barbecue, but you can't you let it sit on the grate. You, you can have it, have it suspended in the air over the barbecue. That's, you're supposed, that's supposed oh, to do oh, it. Yeah. Cold, the coals, it doesn't have to be wood then for a fire. No, in Echanami, yeah, right, exactly, we'll see. Okay. Uh, you, can't, you can't have the carbon pesach touch the grate right, that, with that, the charcoal that's the, underneath it. That's a problem. The reason why I'm saying that is we'll see soon that you're not supposed to have this spit that you used to put the, put the animal shouldn't be metal. So the chayra shouldn't touch any metal directly. Metal. It should, the chayra oh. shouldn't touch the metal directly. We'll see soon. Akaponim, so therefore, if this cave that the, that the thing was, was being suspended over, again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this means that the cave, it's being suspended by some device over the cave, not that it's sitting on the cave. But the cave was... So you're not, you're asked, well, if that's the case, who cares if it has holes or not? The fact is, the problem is, is that if this metal thing gets super hot, and then that heat travels up to the animal, that's not called sliash, apparently. So even though it's not touching this metal keli, it has to have holes, the fire goes directly to the animal. The, the, the fire has to touch the meat. The, the heat the, of the, the fire has to the impact heat. the meat directly, yeah. Okay. Therefore, if this keli had holes in it, you know, the fire should... If the keli was, had holes, that the fire should uh, directly uh, get, get, grab it, so to speak, so I don't know if you could roast it on it. And again, I think this means on it, meaning suspended over it. Now look, why am I saying that? Because you can't roast it using a spit of metal. Because then the metal spit gets hot, and whatever touches the, the the animal, it roasts it by contact, not by heat of fire. So you see over here that even though it's being suspended over the fire, the metal should not touch the meat directly because then that's not considered fire roasting. So I'm saying when the animal says you could use a cave that has holes, so the fire impacts directly, he means the animal is being suspended over some kind of device over a cave with holes, and under that cave with holes is a, a a fire, you know, proper fire. So like a typical barbecue. You have, you have to have some rotisserie device where the carbon Pesach is being suspended yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, with a spit of wood, as we'll see. And then under that, you have coals. And in between the coals and the, and, the, and, the, and the animal, there's some kind of metal device with holes. That's not a problem, apparently. Yes. Yud. Uh, no, Tess. Yud. Sorry, Yud, right? Here's a tanner. If you, if you fired up the oven, the garf is called Ha'ish, and then you clear out all the fire, all the coals, basically. But Talo Batanur, and you roast, you had to suspend the animal in the oven, but soon you roast it. In other words, it was so hot. Then you baked it. It's not well, so here's the thing. The oven is so hot that the heat that, that's, that's remaining there, despite the fact that you cleared out the coals, or imagine a barbecue that's so hot, you turn off the gas, the heat stays inside because it's airtight, Right? Also, that's, that's also now you come like that. She ain't That's not called roasted by fire. That's called being roasted by, by, by the hot air. If you cut into pieces, you hunger over coals. That's called roasted on fire. Coals are considered fire. Why is it obviously cut in pieces? Because if you don't cut it in pieces, the coal's not strong enough to roast it. 
That's why you, if you don't cut in pieces, you also could do this. But just practically, it's not. So low agabi sid. If you roast it over a sid, I guess it translates here as lime. It's like some kind of hot chemical that, that, that produces heat. Or is or clay, like natural hot clay. Chamei tveria. I'm not sure where in Yerushalayim they had chamei tveria, but uh, no, chamei tveria is not for tveria. But the point that means the guy shechted. He traveled. No, back no, to you can't take chamei tveria out of Yerushalayim. So, but Chamet Feria means any, any hot springs, the hot springs of the, you know, the, what's in the Old Faithful in the Yellow National Park, yeah, the same idea, any, any hot spring, yeah? Yeah, because they're like 300 degrees, but then you're not, that's not sleet, that's, you're sleet. So, that's called also, again, he pointed out in the Oros of it, this is a very, it's a conversation, because there's no hot springs in Yerushalayim, as far as we know. If you go dig one, then you have a problem, then, then you can have a conversation. Part of the point is that it's not called sleet. But he should have said, Kechamet like the spring. Yeah. Okay, now I know all the wrong ways. What's the right way? How are you supposed to go to Pesach? You impale it from its mouth. Add base to kvasi until the back of the animal. The sapo until eight with a wooden spit, not a metal one, as we said, because the wooden one doesn't get hot enough to roast it as by it touches it, so to speak. But the layer techatana, you suspend it inside the oven, the eight while the fire is under it. That's the right way to do it. You have it suspended in the air under on top of fire or coals of some kind, or or even an active fire, right? An active fire is even better. And in, with this wooden spit, and that's how you roast it. So now it's considered roasted on a fire, and the parts that are touching the wooden spit are not considered being roasted by the wood, so it's still called sliesh. Apparently, they would cut off the legs, and the legs and the kishkish, they would have them also in the oven next to it, outside of it, because if it's inside, then it could be that the, the kishkish get hot and they're cooking from the inside with liquid. It's called, that's like a pot roast, which you're not allowed to do. You should not, oh. He says, don't put them inside the animal. That's like cooking it. That's like, uh, that's like bishop, because it cooks in its own juices. You want it to cook from the fire. Ideally, they would use a pomegranate branch to roast it. Because this way, any other wood will have a small, small amount of liquid that will expel it into the, into the, from the liquid from the wood and it will cook the animal on the inside. Now, again, you can use any wood. But the point is that it's like a chumr to use dafka pomegranate because it has no moisture, apparently. And it won't cook it from the inside. It'll all be considered sliesh, like the chumrah. Interesting. Right. You're allowed to baste it from the outside with whatever you want, but you mark it that no liquid should be on the inside. Mm, yeah, good point. Yeah. When you baste it, you're also liquid, uh, yeah. liquefying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yidalf, noga habasa b'chai sashotana. What if it's a small oven, and when you're the rotisserie device you make, some kind of, you know, whatever, you, it touches the side of the oven. So now that part of the animal... That touched the hot oven, that's called being roasted by the actual heat of the clay. Yeah. So that's not considered sliesh. You peel its location. Yikleif is a term in Allah, which means you have to scrape off. You can't just scrape off a drop. You have to ask me enough that it's thick enough to be like in one, in one shot. Like it all comes off together. Like, like when you peel ca- carrots, if you do it thick enough, it'll all come off in one piece. It has to be, it has to be like, you know, like, a, like at least a millimeter, let's say, so then it's, a, it's, called, a, it's called a peeling. Because that part is considered. Being roasted by earthenware, not by fire. What if a drop of the, the natural juice dripped onto the earthenware of the oven? The chazalov then went back onto the animal. How would that happen? Either it dripped down, and then the heat of the, the oven made it bubble and sp- jump back up into, onto the animal. Maybe if I can't, maybe the fire caused it to jump, you know, to, to bubble out of the animal and hit the ceiling of the oven, and then it dripped back down onto the animal. You have to take away that place. Yitol is not like Yitol. Yitol is a little thicker. It's a finger thick, it says in Allah. So that part, which is somewhat uh, bishal, because of this natural juice from the animal, which is hot, fell onto it, 
that's um, that has to be removed. When you baste, you're not using hot liquid lechayra. Okay. The basting is he using? Uh, well, what are you basting? Basting it with wine. What is? Lechayra using cold wine. Use hot wine. Lechayra problem. Because he says you should use. You can use anything except water. Right. So that's what he says. So the chayda, the those cases, because you're using cold, it's not a problem in terms of considered roasting. It's got to be ambitious. This example over here, when the juice, the gravy jumps off the animal, jumps back on, yeah, that's hot. Cooking, yeah. That's hot. So that's the chayda, the, the din about basting it, we said before, the, the pasha is talking about using cold liquid, I imagine. Because if it's hot, it's probably a problem. All right. Because all the juices and, and gravy that separates from the animal, when it gets roasted, it, when the animal gets roasted with it, it's also, that's not considered roasted meat. That's considered boiled meat. So therefore, you've got to remove it. If some of the, some of the juice of the carbon Pesach drips onto flour, right? You have flour hanging around. Back then, people baked mass on Pesach also, right? And therefore... Um, you had flour hanging around and somehow some of the, 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 the uh, juice of the carbon Pesach, the gravy, dripped onto flour. So you have to take, peel off the, the pile of flour, to peel off a little bit of the, uh, of the flour and throw it away. The rest you could use. What's the problem? Because you're not allowed to eat any part of the carbon Pesach. In a way that's not connected to the mitzvah of Echidus Karim Pesach. And this juice that goes into the flour is basically considered to be Karim Pesach, disconnected from the Karim Pesach, and therefore that's a problem. Yeah. Even if you're going to eat that, that flour right there and then, before it becomes chametz with the Karim Pesach, it, the chayr is still a problem because it's not considered. He brings in the Ramah's Pirsha Mishnai, that the issue is, is that it's considered a portion of the Karim Pesach that's not connected to the body of the Karim Pesach. Yeah. So. Even though you cut off a piece to eat, it's also disconnected. But by this, this is like it's separated before it's finished in cooking, I guess. I'm not sure. It's not clear what the issue is. That's what he says over here. It's considered disassociated from the carbon pesach and therefore becomes us to eat. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. So, what is it? The flour somehow with the juice fell into the carbon pesach? Yeah. No, some juice, from, the juice from the animal, like, the, dripped onto some flour. And that, and then you have to, you have to, you have to peel off the place where the flour dripped onto the, like, the, you have a bucket of flour, or a bowl of flour, yeah. and some juice of carpet fell in, so wherever the fell, you, you peel off, you, you scrape maybe, off that maybe part. So that's the, that, that's the, first of all, the first natu- natural juices are not mechamets. May Paris, this is May Paris, it's not water. Second of all, if, if, a, the, the juice is from the animal, the fat. Good. So first of all, that, that's not mechamet. Second of all, even if it is mechamet, you can eat it before you, you can eat it before before eighteen minutes. You can eat it right now, right? Again, today you wouldn't do this because we're all machir, but but okay, I did. It's not a problem. The issue is yeah. This is this is considered to have been separated from the korban pesach, and therefore it's uh, not it's not allowed to be eaten. Yeah. What if you are basting this? Right? You you smear the korban pesach with oil, but the oil is truma oil. So it's a family of Kahanim, right? If it's a group of Kahanim, that's what If it's a group of Yisrael, Yisrael over there. So what do you do? So if the Kahanim is still raw, you're doing this before you're cooking it, you wash off with water. 
Now, if you're not going to get wake up with the dry, because again, if, if, it's, if it's wet, you're not allowed to roast like that because then you're boiling it, right? You're not allowed to base with water. You have to wash it off, rinse it off, wait till it dries, and then roast it. If it's already been roasted, then you are peel off, again, the cleaver, which means uh, you, a thin membrane of the, the outside layer where, the, where you smear it with oil, and that's fine. For Pesach, yeah, you, of course you brought Maishr Shani with you. Now you have oil of Maishr Shani, so you say like this: that we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to go buy oil. We want to shmear our current Pesach with oil. I have a bottle of oil. I'll use my bottle of oil to shmear the current Pesach, and the group is going to pay me for it. How convenient! Rambam says, "Lo yaseh dam Don't do that. Don't make the people pay you for it. You're not allowed to redeem Maishr Shani in Yerushalayim. Outside Yushalayim, you can redeem Maishr Shani for money. Then you get to Yushalayim, you switch it. Once you bring actual Maishr Shani food into Yushalayim, you're not supposed to change it for money anymore, like we learned. So therefore, you have to just donate it to the group, and that's it. You don't roast two carbon pesach at one time, one place, it's together. Peter Ruvis, because we're worried about confusing it. Even if you have a sheep and I have a goat, so you're not going to confuse them, the Still, as Achaka, we don't want to confuse the carbon pesachs. We want to make sure everyone knows who's is who's and who's part of our group. Tesvav. You already explained in many places. You only come pesach to chatzais, even though meatayra you can eat it till the next morning. To prevent people from doing meatayra of eating it after, if you eat it right till sunrise, you eat it a few minutes after sunrise. It's a cloudy in the morning. You get confused. You're going to end up eating it too late. Meatayra sheyachol cholad ashi avnu shachem meatayra you can eat it until sunrise or until dawn rather. We already said in the safer. To prevent that, you stop chatzais. Right, exactly, because you've let them eat till dawn. Then they might eat it a minute after dawn, and then you be over the issue of eating it late. We already explained the laws of Chametz Amata. Shehu and Hon Halahal B'Shasich Los. When you eat the Korban Pesach, you're supposed to say Halal. She'ain Bnei Chabur Achayz V'Aleichan Achas Shenidim B'Veshen. And also, if everybody falls asleep and they wake up, you don't keep eating. Even if it's the beginning of the night, once everyone falls asleep, that ends the Korban Pesach uh, uh, process, uh, the, the session. Yeah.